There is no secret formula for better customer service. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Good morning, everyone. It's Monday, February 26th. I'm John Weigel here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. We've all worked hard on an Animal Crossing village, a Sims town, or a Minecraft dungeon before. But now it seems like these digital worlds are being ripped from us more and more. It's a side effect of digital life that you don't necessarily own anything you do, and metaverses and games alike can easily be taken away by developers. But should we be super comfortable with this? We'll chat about all that in a bit, but first let's give you the hits and headlines today across business and tech. Starting us off today, Odysseus, the first U.S. spacecraft on the moon since 1972, arrived safely, but not perfectly. While Intuitive Machines has communicated with its lunar lander, the vehicle tipped over, limiting the transfer of information back to Earth through its antennas. In AI news, Figure AI is raising $675 million, bringing its valuation to about $2 billion, thanks to investors including Jeff Bezos, Microsoft, and NVIDIA. Heard of any of those before? Figure AI builds robots that can replace humans in dangerous jobs. Next, Warner Brothers Discovery turned a $103 million profit on its streaming unit last year. The same unit saw $2.1 billion in losses in 2022. Turns out price increases and lowered content expenses, which means, you know, not paying as many people to make as many things, can really work wonders for a business nowadays. Moving over to airlines, just days after American Airlines, Alaska Air, and JetBlue all announced that they are raising baggage fees, United Airlines also said it's raising baggage fees too. So fantastic for anybody traveling lately. And finally, it's time to turn down for meditation, because Little John has just released a 10-track meditation album entitled Total Meditation. The famed rapper-producer says the album is meant to, quote, relieve anxiety, boost focus, and find peace. And with that, let me get a soft exhale. Yeah. Namaste. A-Town Down. All right, on to the main story today. We're discussing the absolutely horrific possibility of losing everything you've ever worked for in digital spaces like Animal Crossing, Minecraft, and many of the like. Since games and metaverses are all online, there's very little ownership today digitally, and it could all be swept away in an instant by a developer. Juliet, what are some examples of this, and have they happened already? Yes, there are numerous examples, uh, a ton of MMOs, which of course are multiplayer. Games, Star Wars Galaxies, City of Heroes. We saw Microsoft shut down Old Space VR. That was a VR social platform where you could go hang out in various worlds as a VR avatar. But right now, the hot one that we're talking about is actually a mobile game called Kim Kardashian Hollywood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that game has been around since 2014. Apparently, Kim Kardashian was once very deeply involved in the game, but now she wants to focus on her other passions. So. That game is shutting down and uh, the Wall Street Journal spoke to a bunch of players who were pretty upset. Um, 
It was not an unsuccessful game. It had a loyal fan base. It made money. And a lot of these people were spending in-game currency, which they paid real money for, on dream houses, private jets, designer fashions, all these things for their avatars and more. And now they're going to lose it all. So they are circulating online petitions to to save their online dream life. Yeah, that's kind of terrifying. Uh, it's a similar feeling that I feel uh, maybe Gen Z or maybe millennials have nowadays with TV and like streaming mm-hmm. shows, because right. if you invest a lot into one season of a program um, and it just isn't the most watched thing on Netflix within the first day that it drops, chances are you'll probably just never see it again. And it seems like that's kind of moving over to this world of digital in terms of like gaming and metaversing and everything's kind of temporary now. And it, it only depends if it really takes off or I guess in Kim Kardashian's case, if the creator wants to work on it more, which they may not. Right. And it's and it's totally unpredictable because we are seeing this happen across multiple spaces. We're seeing it happen with music. We're seeing it happen with movies, TV shows, games, anything that you once physically owned, whether that was a CD or a cassette or a vinyl record. All of that is digital now and can just totally disappear in an instant. We have seen with Warner Brothers and HBO, they just completely remove or never release movies or TV shows that they had partially or com- oh, yeah. in some cases, completely made. Like everything is in this weird liminal space. And as the consumer, it feels really weird to be like, hey, I paid money for this thing and now I can't have it. Now it's gone. Right. Or especially, you know, if you've been making in-app purchases and buying yourself right. private jets and all the nicest designer <laughs> clothes as uh, your Kim Kardashian avatar, then <laughs> no access to that. That's pretty unfortunate. Yeah. And even um, I was reading this Kotaku article, and this was, I want to say, a couple of weeks ago. They were talking to someone at Ubisoft at -hmm. the studio that makes Assassin's Creed, a bunch of different games. And they were saying people should get comfortable with not owning their games, Mm -hmm. which is just so bizarre. You would think like, I paid $60 for this AAA game. I should be able to play it in perpetuity. At any point in time, I should be able to come back to this land. I, I don't know what. I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I should be able to go back be my little Viking person and do my little Viking things because I paid for this. But exactly. Apparently not. Yeah. And that's kind of the crazy thing because I've been definitely a huge curmudgeon in the fact that gaming is moving more Mm -hmm. towards digital and download only. I'm just a big fan of like physical ownership of games. Like I still got my like GameCube over there. I got like my Switch over there. I I, I love a physical copy of something because that's ownership and you don't just borrow it. So, I mean, the fact that you have to now log on to a game and console, log into like three different providers, mm-hmm. go in, insert your information so they can collect your data while you're playing and then right. play the game is crazy to me. I should just be able to, similar with like music streaming platforms like a Spotify, Apple Music, like there's, there's right, kind of like more barriers to entry, more sign-ins, more things. Right. I should be able to buy the album and then own the album and then listen to the album. But now, you know, we're seeing music disappear. We're seeing it disappear from TikTok. People made videos with certain songs. Mm-hmm. Now there's some kerfuffle between this studio and that company. And yeah, we're seeing a lot of that. One thing mm-hmm. I will say, though, if you are my close personal friend, you're probably sick of me talking about this. But yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 is truly just... Every time I think about this game, in, in comparison to everything else that's happening with media, it's just like, wow, that's the way to do it, but we'll never do it. Because Baldur's Gate was made by a Belgian company called Larian Studios. Mm-hmm. they basically put out a full game. They were like, pay, I think it was $60 when it came out. Here is your full completed game. There's no extra DLC. There's no skins. There's no mods. There's no anything to buy. Here's your game. Since September or August, September, when they released it, they have come out with patches and fixes and they've added content and they've fixed things. 
but you don't have to pay for that. It just downloads to your whatever you're using when you when you start it up the next time. And it's such a rare model for gaming that it, that people have been talking about it a lot. They're just like nobody nobody does it like this. And even in a recent award ceremony, one of the guys from Larian was like, "Yeah, because we don't have shareholders. We don't care about shareholders. We just make this game that we like, and it's great." Here you go. <laughs> That's awesome. I love to hear that. But at the same time, there's kind of also a flip side of this because it's not just like games, right? It's not also mm-hmm. just kind of playing around as a little Viking assassin. You also have things going on here that people are becoming very attached to outside right. of those like digital worlds. And you mentioned in this article, AI companions as well as another thing. Right. And we're going to see a lot more of that across games and just various forms of entertainment. Um, and even just in terms of apps where the entire purpose is an AI companion. So we are already seeing people become very attached to AI, I guess, boyfriends or girlfriends or significant others, where people really start to feel things for these chatbots. And I, and I, there, you know, there's a very common effect. I think it's called the Eliza effect where, you know, humans have been developing feelings or feelings toward robots and other inanimate objects for a very long time. And as these AI chatbots get more advanced and they start to remember you and remember things about you and make suggestions based on things that you like, it does feel like there's a relationship there. And these people are really forming feelings for these robots. The problem being, or one of many potential problems, I suppose, being is that these robots can just disappear or completely change overnight. There is a company called Replica. Uh, a software update changed the personalities of these bots. People were really upset because they felt like they were logging in and their friend wasn't there anymore because their friend had had a software update. And there were a couple other platforms, Soulmate being one, Forever Voices being another. They shut down and then people just completely lost what they felt like was a friend or a companion kind of overnight. Yeah. And it does sound like there's also another potential issue here that I haven't really heard of yet, but could happen in the future that if, you know, there are one of these service or companion services that you pay for you really wouldn't be able to do anything if the price is raised and, you know, if right. you were kind of caught in a bind and in love with this robot, uh-huh. you would kind of have no choice but to pay more for that service if the price was raised. So something like that, I could definitely see being an issue in the near future with this sort of thing. Right. And we've seen people spend exorbitant amounts of money, especially children and teens, on these games and on these, you know, metaverse social platforms right. that try to get them to constantly be spending more money. It's not enough just to like go to this world or this MMO where you have these other people that you can connect with and you have sort of this second life where you, I don't know, have a really cool avatar and you can do all these mm-hmm. things with your online friends and find people that you connect with. It, that's not enough. Now it's all like, well, buy the little coins so you can buy the latest avatar so you can <laughs> buy the whatever. Or you can yep. gain access to this area where your other friends are. Like it really is sort of like this weird vicious cycle where where your people are lonely in real life you're creating alternatives for that online and then now you control this online space which you can take away or change at any point in time because you're the developer and you said so yeah i mean it's like a real life relationship i guess right <laughs> the more you invest the more you have at stake so i mean i guess it replicates that in a way but this is just yeah. it has the opportunity to be pretty economically intense in the years coming Yeah. And we haven't really had a conversation about what responsibility these companies that are creating AI companions have to their consumers or creating these really intense MMO metaverse style worlds where there is AI or where there is interaction with other people. Like we really haven't talked about like 
can you just turn off somebody's best friend that you gave them as a solution to loneliness? <laughs> there are books being written about this right now, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see where this goes. I mean, I, I just hope that my Animal Crossing Island does not die anytime soon. Right. If someone came to me and said, we're going to, because some of these games take hundreds and hundreds of hours to get through. If someone was just like, I see that you've put 100 hours into Witcher 3, but now we're taking your save file away and you have to start over. I'd be so <laughs> Oh my God. Do not touch my girlfriend's Stardew Valley. Do not no, no. touch Mm-mm. it. That's sacred. All right, that'll do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.